Um, we, as uh, you know, this, the last few months we've been in the book of Galatians. We had took a bit of a break over the summer. Uh, I don't know about you, I thought it's been so good being back in the book of Galatians these last two weeks. Uh, it feels to me like something quite significant going on uh, with us and amongst us as we work through this book about the grace of God. And uh, I thought Christine's preach last week was so apt and relevant to this season we're in. Uh, God has no favorites. God loves each and every uh, person the same. We can come to God uh, and we're welcomed on exactly the same basis as we come to Father God. We're welcomed into his family exactly on the same basis. Last week, that was Christine uh, preaching um, from earlier on in Galatians chapter 2. And uh, it's lovely to see people meeting with God. Uh, let's, I just want to encourage us in this season, let's keep our hearts soft before God. I say in this season, throughout our lives, let's keep our hearts soft before God. He's so much he wants to do amongst us. Let's allow him to meet with us and bring us into that place of freedom and grace which he has for each one of us. Um, this week we're going to follow on. We're going to continue in Galatians. Um, I appreciate we're not necessarily going at a, a massively fast pace, and I'm sorry to say the pace isn't picking up over the next two weeks. Uh, I, this week and next week, I'm going to be looking, I say next week, two Sundays' time, I'm going to be looking at Galatians uh, chapter 2, verses 15 to 21, as Paul develops his earlier comments, um, it, both in terms of addressing a wrong understanding brought through some of the uh, folk ministering to the church in Galatia, that the grace of God is available to all. We don't need to be special. We don't need to do things to enjoy the grace of God, but also allowing the gospel to shape our entire lives, that the gospel has relevance to the whole of our lives. So we're developing those thoughts further as we go into this last part of Galatians chapter 2, which I'm now going to read to us. If you've got your Bible, you may want to grab it. Uh, Galatians chapter 2, uh, verses 15 uh, to the end, verse 21. We who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we, too, have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ, and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. If, while we seek to be justified in Christ, it becomes evident that we ourselves are sinners, does that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, I prove that I'm a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. And we ask, Father, as we uh, consider this passage, would you continue to speak to us? Would you continue to meet with us? Would you help us to grab hold of the fullness of your gospel and what it is to be saved by faith in Jesus Christ? and to enjoy the grace of God. Wow. Put these things deep in our heart. I pray that they would become a, 
a mighty strong foundation in each of our lives. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to look at uh, a truth based on these first two verses, uh, verse 15 and 16, of justification by faith. Excuse me. How God justifies us through faith. Um, uh, So we're just going to be staying in verses 15 and 16. You may want to keep it open as we work through, uh, through this. So, Verse 15, I mean, it's, it's in, in one sense, it's so clear. Uh, he starts off, he, because we've been talking about the Jews and Gentiles thing that's been going on in this passage and in the letter, he starts off by saying, we who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Verse 15 and beginning part, half, first half of verse 16. It's very, it's very straightforward, isn't it? He says, we're not justified by the law, but we're justified by faith in Jesus Christ. Well, what do we mean by some of these words? What do we mean, for example, by the law? What do we mean by, we're not justified by the law? Well, what he's referring to there is the Old Testament law. The things you find in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the laws which particularly you'll find in the... um, uh, in Deuteronomy and other books around there, the laws of, well, we're not meant to do this, we're meant to do that. And of course, the law under the old covenant was a way of becoming justified before God, a way of finding, uh, a way of justifying yourself, a way of bringing yourself into God's presence. And um, that was the, 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 the essence of the law is a way of making a way to God. It was, it was man's doing. It was man's way to get God, to try and get to God. It was given by God. So let's not say, you know, let's, let's understand we're not saying that it's irrelevant. No, it's not irrelevant at all. But it was the way which God set things up in the old, under the old covenant. But Paul here is very clear. He said, hey, this, we've moved on. We've moved on. Okay. We're not justified by observing the law. In fact, uh, the, the, the law was about fulfilling requirements, the Old Testament requirements. Really, what Paul is saying here, uh, uh, he's not saying that the law is bad. In fact, if you look in Romans 7.12, you'll see he says actually the law is really good because it leads us to God. It helps us to understand something in the nature of God. But he's saying the wrong use of the law, the wrong use of the law, is the issue. He says, we can't basically uh, get God's approval through observing the law. The law is not going to get us into God's good books, if you want to put it into the most simplest language. You can observe everything that you find in the Old Testament. That's still not going to get you into God's good books. You're still not going to get the unconditional love of God that way. He's saying, in that sense, the law has died. It's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to get you there. And he says, <laughs> couldn't be much more clear, really, could he? He says, uh, verse 16, um, but by, uh, we know that a man is not justified by observing the law. Say, hey, friends, the law, the way in which we can prime, uh, find a way to God, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. 
And for some of us, it won't be the law in terms of the Old Testament law. It may, it may not be the Ten Commandments or the other commands we find in uh, the books of the Old Testament that you're trying to use to get to God. It may be that it's your works, it's your deeds. Maybe things which you do where you think, that's going to get me into God's good books. That's going to mean that God loves me more. And the reality is just the same as the law. It won't. It won't. You cannot get into God's good books. You cannot be more loved by God, more approved by God, more delighted in by God than by the grace of God, by faith in Christ Jesus. That's his point here. That's, that's the point he's wanting to develop. The, uh, because justification, justification is a legal terminology. It literally means the action of being declared righteous in the sight of God. Being declared righteous. So being justified by the law. You can't be declared righteous by living the law. You're not going to be declared righteous by God in that way. That's what he's saying. No. It's by the grace of God, by putting our faith in Christ Jesus. And do you know what? We can all try. It seems almost like it's like built into our DNA, built into our sinful nature, that we want to try to, to impress God. We want to try to earn his love, to earn his approval, to earn merit with him. And actually, we tend to do it with others as well, don't we? not just with God. We, we want people to think well of us. We want people to love us, to approve us, to say, hey, you're good, to think well of us. Do you know what? You can do all of that, but it won't actually get you any further in the sight of God, because those things are not what is going to pay the way, pave the way. We're justified. We are declared righteous in God through one thing and one thing alone. Our faith in Christ Jesus. That is the grace of God extended to us through Christ Jesus who died on the cross for us. That is how we are justified. That is how we are brought into a place of righteousness, of rightness before God. How? By the grace of God. We, didn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't make Jesus come. We couldn't make Jesus die. We couldn't persuade him to, uh, you know, the Son of God to come down from, earth to, uh, from heaven to earth, to come and die on the sin for us. We didn't even understand it. We had no merit in this whatsoever. We had no influence in this whatsoever. It's nothing to do with us. It's all to do with the grace of God, that God chose to reach down. He chose to send his Son to earth. He chose to allow his Son to die on earth for the sin of the world, to endure his wrath, his righteous anger against the sin of the world. That was all the Father's choice. That was all the Father's initiative, with the Son agreeing with him and getting caught up in this amazing divine rescue plan for mankind. This is the grace of God. And friends, we need a revelation we need a revelation in our minds and our hearts of what the grace of God is because too often what we tend to do is we, we understand we're saved by the grace of God. We understand that we're saved and we can't do anything about that. Uh, uh, you know, we can't add to it. 
But then, having got saved, we think, well, if I do this, if I do that, if I behave in these ways, if I attend enough meetings, if I do enough things, if I give enough money, if I pray long enough, if I read the Bible enough times, then in our hearts we think God will love us more. And the reality is, God can't, because His love is complete in Christ. Don't know, have you heard the phrase recently, funny enough, we were commenting on this last night, we were watching Strictly Come Dancing, which I know some people love and some people loathe, and that's fine, I'm not saying which camp I'm in, but uh, Emma was watching Strictly Come Dancing, and somebody, <laughs> some, somebody made a comment, um, I know you gave more than 100% in that dance. You think, rubbish, there is no such, both of us turned to each other and said, there is no such thing as more than 100%. 100% is complete. It's like yeah, people say, oh, you, you try 200%. Nope, something's gone wrong with the mass there. 100% is the maximum. And God's love is 100%. It's 100% complete in Christ. There is no other way you can find anything more of the love of God, of the mercy of God, of the grace of God. There is nothing you can do to justify yourself, to warrant the, uh, more of the grace and love and mercy of God than what's available in Christ. He is the way, the truth, the life. No one can come to the Father except by me, through him, that is. There is no other way. And yet, the reality is so often we think, well, if I just do this, if I just do that, and it's like a little lie which can grow inside of us. Oh, well, I, I'll just do this. I'll just do that. I'll, I'll, I'll help with the kids' work. I'll, 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 uh, I'll tithe. I'll... No, no, no. Friends, all of that comes out of relationship. It's not that those things aren't important, but why we're doing them is really important. You see, justification by faith in Christ brings us into relationship. Now, because we're in relationship, we go, well, actually, I want to enjoy this relationship. I want to grow this relationship. I want to deepen this relationship. Therefore, I am going to do these things because this builds my relationship with God. Motivation is the grace of God. Motivation is the love of God. Motivation is, wow, I'm enjoying a relationship with God, and I want that to grow and to flourish and to prosper. Rather than, I'm trying to impress God. I'm trying to earn my way to Him. I'm trying to justify myself. See, God's grace says we are loved, we are approved, we are accepted. Not because of what we do. Not because of what we know. not because of what we've achieved, not because of how nice we are or not, not because we witnessed to three people this week, not because we saw somebody get healed. No, no, none of those things. And yet we could all add a lot more things to the list. 
We enjoy the grace of God, the love of God, because in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, he has paid the price. He's paid everything. He's totally sufficient. He's totally complete. I'm laboring this point because it's so important, because it's so countercultural to the world in which we live. The world says, work hard. Work your way up the ladder. Persuade people how good you are. Impress people. Friends, there's nothing you can do to impress God. Not to get his favor. His favor is there because of Jesus Christ. His favor is there because he chooses to lavish his favor on us. Not because you can earn it. Not because we deserve it. Is that a revelation? Is that in your heart? Think about your life for a moment. How do you actually live your life? Do you live out of relationship with God? Yeah, I want to please God because of my relationship with him. Or is it, no, I need to, I need to satisfy this, this God. I need, to, I need to do something to impress him, to please him, to make myself worthy of being loved. course, the best lies are the ones which are built on truth. The lies which are just slightly a lie, but actually when you really look at them, they're a whopper. But superficially, the best lies are the ones which appear to be true. And let's be clear about this. Satan is the prince of lies. And he uses lies to deceive us. He uses lies to draw us away out of enjoying the grace of God, out of enjoying the love of God, to take us back to the old us, which says, oh, well, I'm justified because of what I do. I'm justified because of how I live my life. I'm justified. No, 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 no. no. We're justified by faith in Jesus Christ, by the grace of God expressed in Christ Jesus. Nothing else Can we just pause for a moment? Because I feel there's a revelation God needs to bring. Because, you know, to be frank, I can't persuade you of this. I can't persuade anybody of anything. But what we need is a meeting with God where we allow His Spirit to quicken to our heart the truth, the fullness of the gospel, the truth of the gospel. So can I encourage us? Let's just pause a moment. And you may want to pray something along these lines. Father, would you reveal to me anything which is getting in the way of my relationship with you? Any way in which I'm trying to justify myself before you, where I'm not accepting the grace of God, where I'm not putting my faith in Christ Jesus, but I'm putting my faith in things that I can do, to please you and to gain your approval. Father, would you come and reveal that now, we ask. (coughs) Come, Holy Spirit of God, help us.
feel this, uh, the Father wants to speak to a few people here about, about beating yourself up before him. That when you get things wrong, your approach to the Father is, I am sorry, give me one more chance, please. I will get it right next time. I will do better next time. And it's approach of, well, forgive me because I'll try harder. And the Father's word to you is, I forgive you because I love you. Because Jesus is sufficient for you. And while I love that you want to please me, actually just let my love, my grace, penetrate deeply. Let it penetrate deeply into your spirit. It's not about trying harder. Enjoy my grace. Be freed. Be freed from trying harder. Be freed from beating yourself up. Enjoy my grace. Enjoy my love. Continue to allow the Spirit of God to minister to you. He's bringing freedom. He's just highlighting some things in some people here. For some, it's that running wound, that uh, word we had earlier about the heart, about the heart having been cut, and it's never healed. And the Father's saying, it's time for me to bring healing. If you'd surrender your efforts to bring healing and trust me to bring it. The Father wants to do heart surgery on some of us today to heal broken hearts, to set us free from oh, that pain, those wounds. Grace, the grace of God cleans the wound. The grace of God joins it together. It's not about what you do. Just receive his love. Allow him to come and mend your broken heart. <coughs> Open the door. Open the door. Fully, not just a little bit. Allow the grace of God to come in. Not that you've got to prove anything. Not that you've got to work hard on anything. It's not about trying harder. It's about receiving the grace of God. Just receive the grace of God now. God loves you unconditionally. For some of us, that is news. You think God loves you in a conditional way. You think that God loves you to a point so long as you're good. No, God loves you unconditionally. The Father delights in you. Receive the love of God in Christ Jesus now. Just ask him. <laughs> God, I want to know more of your love. I want you to complete that sense of love in me. That acceptance. I want to know I'm approved by you. That I'm not just tolerated, but I'm approved by you. That you delight in me. Root out the lies, Lord, we ask by your Spirit. Come and root out the lies. The lies which have bound us up, the lies which have 
restricted and contained us. Set us free to enjoy the truth. Saved by the grace of God in faith in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Justified. Made pure and holy. Made right before you. Put it deep in our hearts, I ask, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We trust you. Amen. Amen. If God's just ministering to you, feel free to ignore me and concentrate on him. That's going to do you much more good. And uh, just allow him to continue to meet with you. We're, uh, I'll see if I can find where we are in my notes. I haven't got a clue where we are in my notes. Um, let's just go back to the passage. So we really have covered the first part of verse 16, but I want to then just go on. So he says this, So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Because by observing the law, no one will be justified. Really, he's just saying the same thing a different way, a different time. He's repeating himself. He says really the same message in these verses. Uh, in these two verses, three times, the same message. It is this. We, the obs- observing the law is not going to do any good to anyone. It's not going to justify us before God. There are great things to do. They're a great way to how to live. But if you think it's going to solve your issues with God, it's not. You're justified by faith in Jesus Christ. No one will be justified by observing the law. So I want to ask three questions. I'm going to wrap this up in the next five minutes. I want to ask three questions and ask you to ask these questions of yourself. The first one, I think, is a mind question. It's, has, have we won the battle of the mind? Do, can you really acknowledge that actually the truth is that we cannot be, you cannot be justified before God through works, through the law? Can you actually acknowledge that? Because... You know, part of uh, the issue some, sometimes is that our minds get in the way. Our minds play tricks on us. We think one thing, but actually we live another. And it's often because the mind's not really been changed. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that you can only be justified before God by the grace of God, by putting your faith in Christ Jesus? There's a change of the mind needs to happen, first and foremost. I would encourage you, if, if you're not yet there, if you're, if you're looking at this thinking, I've never seen this before. This is news to me. Can I encourage you? Go away and chew on it. If, the, if there's just a, a, a bit of this where you're going, do you know what? I'm not sure I've quite grabbed hold of this completely. I'm sort of in this camp where most of the time, yeah, I'm, it's faith in Christ Jesus, I'm justified. But every so often I, I feel like I'm living to please God living to get his approval, living to justify myself through what I do. Let the word of God sink deep in your spirit. Let it get hold of your mind. Let it shape your mind. You may go, well, I'm not sure I feel it. Don't worry about that at this stage. Let it get hold of your mind. Let it penetrate your mind. And start to bring change. Now, at the same time, obviously, we need to also allow it to take hold of our hearts. Because actually, there's a battle for our hearts as well. So that battle really against independence, isn't it? 
It's, am I really prepared to let God have complete control? I quite like feeling good about myself by doing this or that or the other. It's, it's rather nice. And I think there's a battle for the heart going on today as well in some of us. It's, am I really prepared to surrender? If I let go of feeling good this way, will, well, will I feel good? How will I feel? What will happen? We've got, can I trust God? Can I really surrender to him? Is he really good? Is he really faithful? Will he really come and heal my heart? Please know he will. The word tells us he will. Reality tells us he will. The experience of many people in this room tells us he will. It's time to surrender the heart. It's time to surrender the heart. Yes, to allow the mind, first of all, <laughs> let the truth penetrate our minds, but it's time to surrender our heart. Okay, God, I'm fed up of living a lie. I'm fed up of living and believing lies, letting lies shape me. I want, to be, I want my heart to be free. I want my heart to be free. Do you want your heart to be free? Do you want to know the grace of God in Christ Jesus? Do you want to let it penetrate right the way down, deep inside you? Justified not by works, not by deeds, not by the law, not by anything, but by faith in Christ Jesus, by the grace and mercy of God. If we do both of those things, we will know the transformation of our lives. As we engage both mind and heart, our lives will be transformed. Now, please, I'm not suggesting some quick solution. You know, you're maybe battling with something very significant in your life. But the transformation starts as we surrender our minds and our hearts to the Father by faith in Christ Jesus, as we engage with the grace of God, as we allow His unconditional love, acceptance, and approval to soak deep into our spirits such that we don't live to please God but we please God out of our relationship, because of our relationship. We want to, yes, absolutely we want to please him. Just as a husband and a wife want to please each other, because they're in a relationship, to be a delight to one another. We want to, yeah, sure, we do things because of God's great love, because we know he loves us. But we don't do it to get his love, we do it out of his love. That transformation takes place in our lives. Justified. Justified by faith in Christ Jesus. Declared righteous by faith in Christ Jesus. Declared free by faith in Christ Jesus. Declared free from the law and from having to impress, from having to, to work our way to earn, to seek God's approval, to seek God's love, to seek God's 
amazing grace. No, no, all of that comes free as we understand we are justified at the cross of Jesus Christ by faith in the death, life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, justified by the love of God, ultimately by the love of God, by faith in Jesus Christ. Let's be a people like that. Let's let that then be the outflow of our lives. Let's let that affect how we speak to somebody on the streets, how we uh, befriend people, how we love our neighbours, how we uh, uh, work with our work colleagues, how we are at school or university or college. Let's let that affect how we treat one another here. Let's let that affect the entirety of our lives. Yes, the grace of God transforming deep inside of us first and overflowing such that we become ambassadors of the grace of God together. Amen? Amen. Let's stand, please. Let's just look to him again. Father, we come. My heart's desire is, Lord, transform each and every one of us by the grace of God, by faith in Jesus Christ, knowing your grace. That we would know we're justified. We are declared righteous by you. Declared righteous by you because of our faith in Jesus Christ. We're made whole. We don't have to do anything else to find that. I pray, Father, for each of my friends here. Lord, transform our hearts and our minds that this truth would penetrate the deepest, darkest recesses of our lives. And that you would bring your transformation to each and every part of that, each and every part of our lives. Transform us by your grace. Let us know we're declared righteous, holy, pure. Put that deep in our spirits that we would live out our lives from that perspective for the glory and honor of your name. So I say, Father, would you bless us. Lord, bless you with a deep knowledge and heart understanding of the grace of God. The Lord transform your heart and your mind to celebrate and enjoy and delight in the grace of God more and more. And out of the overflow of that, may you be salt and light to the world around us. May you be people, each and every one of us, may we be people who bring the kingdom of God wherever we are, whatever we're doing, because of the grace of God at work in our lives. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. We're going to conclude there. Could I ask you, please, if you've got children downstairs, could you head straight downstairs?